Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Chishonik, and I am a USA Today best-selling author. I've written tons of stories and novels. I've written comic books for DC Comics, Ahoy, and other companies. And I just love to write, and I love to read, and I have an interesting life, and I'd like to tell you a little bit more about it. So uh, let's move ahead with this latest edition of the podcast. Um, First up, I think I'd like to talk a little bit about what's been going on since the last time we met. It's been an interesting week. In fact, tonight might have been one of the more interesting uh, evenings, Um, actually, except for the the other day with the uh, the streaker at the YMCA, uh, but that's a story for later in the podcast. I'll save that for a little bit later. Um, anyway, what I did this evening was I went to an event uh, that was held locally. It was a Diwali celebration, which is an Indian uh, celebration for uh, their their holiday uh, season, and uh, there was a an event at a local. Uh, it was sponsored by a local community arts center. And it was a lot of fun. They had Indian food, which I love. I had chicken tikka masala and palak paneer and all kinds of great stuff. And actually, that's kind of rare around here. We don't usually have readily available Indian food outside of prepackaged stuff in a supermarket. Um, We don't have any Indian restaurants here where I live in the uh, city of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. But uh, this was an opportunity for me to enjoy that cuisine, which I love. And this was really good. It was uh, prepared. It was catered by a um, company um, from a, from a Pittsburgh uh, area restaurant, actually. It was, uh, I think it was India, India Gardens, I think it was called. Anyway, it was really good. And it was a little bit uh, of an interesting experience because um, I've been to a Diwali celebration before, uh, but this time around was a little bit different. It was uh, it was a big group of people, and many of them were not Indian. Many of them were just local people, and uh, it was pretty cool because everybody was very accepting of the culture and uh, very excited by the events. And there was dancing and and uh, there were storytelling and some really cool stuff. So uh, it was it was a neat experience, and I got to talk to some different people, people I hadn't met yet, and some people I did know. Uh, my, my CPA was there, which was pretty cool. She's fun. And uh, some other people I knew. So it was it was an interesting night, and the food was really good. So uh, it kind of helped to make up for the fact that we don't have a restaurant like that in the immediate area. Uh, so that was kind of, it was a fun night. Um, but it was, it was a busy day beyond that. I was just running errands. It was very hectic, and I did no writing, which is really... <laughs> Uh, painful for for an author, uh, anybody who's so disciplined um, uh, to as to make that a, a career choice um, has it really deeply ingrained in them that y- they have to get the writing in every day, and you do. That's one of the keys in order to be a successful author. You have to write on a daily basis. You have to be committed to it, and it can be tough sometimes. Um, and there's nothing wrong with taking a day or two off here and there. But um, you really have to you know, put your butt in the chair and, and do the work. And that's really critical to have that kind of discipline. I mean, a lot of people can write, but having that kind of discipline is something that's very difficult to achieve and it's very difficult to sustain. Uh, 
And I even have times now, after all these years, I've been doing it for a long time, right? I even have times when it's, it's hard for me to get myself in the chair and force my fingers on the keyboard. Uh, but you have to do it. If you, if you love it enough and if you want badly enough to succeed in the field, um, which, which of course I do on both counts. So, um, so what about the streaker at the Y? Well, there was a, a streaker at the Y, but it wasn't really uh, the way it sounds. And you know what? I'm going to hold that story till a little bit later. Uh, we can talk about that later. But it was it was kind of crazy. It was a crazy day. It's been a hectic week, uh, not just with the volley. That I mean, was just this evening, but um, the week was really busy. I was spending a lot of time getting caught up on uh, queries, uh, following up on New York Comic Con. That's been a lot of work. It takes a lot of time to put together uh, good, solid pitches uh, for comic book series and to send them out to editors um, and, and to send other materials out as well. And then on top of that, uh, I have a new book, uh, a, a new short book that's that's coming out for the holiday season, and it's one of my department store books. Okay, now what I mostly write is science fiction, fantasy, mystery. Right, those are probably my top three genres uh, as a fiction author. But I also have uh, a line of books that I write and I continue to develop, uh, and they're based on some classic department stores from the um, Johnstown area, from the Western Pennsylvania area. And uh, I've had a lot of success with those books. So um, I I did some big history books about these department stores. For example, Long Live Glossers, Pen Traffic Forever, and The Glory of Gables. They're about these big classic department stores that are are now gone, right? They're, They're gone forever. They closed years ago. But people still love them. People who were around in, in those days, who remember those stores, still love those stores. And I love those stores as well. Um, they were really cool places and very different from uh, the stores that we have now. They just had, there was a different ethos, right? It was a different style of presentation of merchandise. And it was a different way of selling and a different way of treating customers. Um, they were really essential to people's lives in a way, way that I, I don't think any kind of shopping is today. Um, they presented a, a sort of an opportunity for socializing and for unity that we maybe don't have today, especially when you think about online shopping. I mean, that really doesn't bring people together, does it? <laughs> Sitting in front of your computer or your mobile phone and, you know, um, scrolling and um, pushing buttons, right? That doesn't really bring people together. Uh, but those old stores were sort of like churches in a way. They brought people together. They gave you an excuse to go somewhere and to dress up a little, usually, and to have a shared experience and a shared faith, almost, right? Because you all loved these stores, and you'd go out at certain times of the year and buy the things that you needed to celebrate holidays or special occasions, and you'd see friends and family, and it was it was a big deal. It was it was kind of like going to church, right? Um, and and that sort of group experience is sort of going by the wayside these days. So I'm all too happy to bring back those um, bring back those stores in some way, because I think some of those old ways of doing things are something that we shouldn't necessarily let go by the wayside. I think they're important to hold on to and maybe to try to bring forward into the future. 
So anyway, I have a new short book out called Thanksgiving at Glossers. It's the latest in my series of holiday fiction books about the Glosser Brothers Department Store, which was based in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. And this book uh, is, is, it has been published. I have the paperback copies in hand. Finally, it took a while. There were some holdups in getting them shipped from the printer, and uh, they did come out well when I finally got them. Uh, but then I had to spend a bunch of time uh, delivering them in person and also shipping them. Um, for example, uh, Books A Million had ordered a bunch of copies, and I had to get those shipped. And so um, that takes a lot of work. You have to be very specific in the way you prepare the packaging, and you have to get them out by a certain date and in a certain way. And there's a lot of work involved. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, on top of that, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of other things. I, I do work a day job at this time, and I um, also am trying to, you know, get the pitches and queries out to follow up on the Comic Con. So that was my week. It was pretty busy. I was busy at the day job, busy with the shipping and the queries and, and um, follow-ups, and then also busy with events today. It was, uh, and you know what, we got the Christmas tree up today. Did I mention that? <laughs> that was a little bit of work, too. We got that up. We don't have it decorated yet, but it's it's up. It's standing in the living room. Hey, we don't waste any time, right? It's a day or two days after Halloween, and bam, we got the Christmas tree up. We're ready to move forward. That's uh, my wife's doing, actually. She wanted to get that up as soon as possible so that we could get it decorated and be prepared for the holidays. We're determined that we're going to have a great holiday this year, and... Uh, and we're doing everything we can to make that happen in a way that we haven't always done, um, especially over the past couple of years. It's been very hectic around this time of year, and we just haven't done everything that we like to do. So this year we're determined to have a, an exciting one and a good one. So I hope we do. And then, of course, there was the streaker. Um, well, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, first of all, um, <laughs> before we get to that, before we get to the nudity in the episode... I'd like to do a reading. <laughs> I know you're like, a reading? What about the nudity? Well, you, you can wait. You can wait a little bit longer. Because this is good, okay? This is a reading I'm going to do from a short story of mine that was recently published, right, in uh, Pulp House Fiction Magazine, which is an awesome publication. It's put out by WMG Publishing. And it's a quarterly magazine. And it's, uh, each issue is an anthology of fiction. And this magazine is really well put together. It's edited, published by uh, Dean Wesley Smith, uh, who's uh, a renowned editor and author. And he, um, he has been uh, good enough to include some of my stories. In fact, I've had a story in every issue of Pulp House so far. And that's quite an honor because Pulp House has, has a real, um, has a real uh, legacy, right? It has some renown to it. Uh, it, it existed for years, years ago, and then it went on hiatus for a while, and they brought it back recently. So I've been in every issue of the new iteration of Pulp House, right? Not the old one. I really wasn't writing and publishing at that time. But now that it's back, um, I'm, I'm just so glad to be a part of this publication. It's, it's really, it really has a storied history, <laughs> so to speak, a storied history of publishing stories. Anyway, my most recent story in that magazine is called The Thousandth Atlas. And I'm going to read you a little bit of that uh, to whet your appetite. And I hope you'll order a copy of this. It's from uh, Pulp House, issue six. 
which is available at all, all your online outlets and then also from the WMG uh, publishing website. So I hope you'll check it out. The Thousandth, At- the Thousandth Atlas. Say that three times fast, right? <clears throat> anyway. Here's the excerpt from the beginning of the thousandth at- the thousandth atlas. <laughs> I should edit that, but I'm not going to. Okay, here we go. Bodhisattva, Bodhisattva, Bodhisattva. I say it three times fast under my breath, the way I always do when I might be about to kill someone. Crouching in the brush with knife in hand, I prepare to spring. I glimpse my reflection in the moonlit blade, and my expression is intense. Brown eyes narrowed, jaws clenched, pale face smudged with dark grease paint. The whites of my eyes and the glossy highlights of my slicked back black hair are the brightest things I see. My possible target, a tall young man in a black business suit, stands on the doorstep of the bungalow not ten feet away, dimly exposed by the moon glow of this early summer night in rural Pennsylvania. He rings the doorbell and my hand tightens on the handle of the knife. I'm here to protect the woman behind the door. If he makes a single move against her, I'll take him down, as I've taken down so many others in locations far and wide. I draw a deep breath, tasting mountain laurel in the air. I'm not a killer at heart, but as sure as my name is Nock Singer, I'll do what it takes to keep that woman safe. My heart hammers as the doorknob turns and the door swings inward, revealing the cabin's occupant. I had no idea. She was so beautiful. That's all I can think when I first see her in the flesh. Online photos don't do her justice. Raven black hair drapes her shoulders, and her bright green eyes shine like beacons in the night. Her form is sleek and slender in her pink t-shirt and denim shorts. The Egyptian onk-shaped pin on her t-shirt can't outglitter the wide, bright smile she casts in the man's direction. Can I help you? Those are the first words I hear from her lips, though I've read and analyzed so many of her social media writings. I was about to ask you the same question. The man pulls something out of his pocket. I almost launch myself at him, but at the last second I get a good look at what's in his hand and I hold myself back. The Book of Mormon, he tells her. I've brought you a free copy. Thanks, but no thanks. The woman's name is Pirouette Fairborn. Peary, for short. It's awfully late. Shall I come back another time? Pirouette eases the door toward the frame. I'm not really a joiner. Good luck at your next stop, though. Thanks for your time, ma'am. He doesn't even realize, does he? As she closes the door on him, he's completely in the dark. He has no way of knowing that, much like the god he worships, she's keeping the world from coming apart at the seams. So that's the beginning of that story. Um, as you can tell, we really caught it right in the middle of some action, right? There's a moment of great tension, which is something that I like to do. That's a great way to start a story. And uh, I think it's kind of effective in drawing you in and making you want to find out what happens next. Um, but in this case, I'm going to insist that you find out what comes next by picking up the story, picking up an issue of uh, a copy of uh, Pulp House Number 6. So anyway, enjoy that. It's The Thousandth Atlas. And uh, that's one of my current publications. I have some more cool things coming up as well. 
and we can talk a little bit more about those as we go forward. Um, first uh, or next, let's talk about uh, social media. I want to let you know where you can find me online because I think it's important that we keep in touch and that you see some of the uh, things that I'm up to. Um, I, you can find me on Facebook by searching for Robert Chishonik. That's simple enough. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter as um, at the Fictioneer, right? And you can find me on Instagram by searching for my name, Robert Jashanik. So I hope you'll check out uh, the things that I have available there. And there's also another place where you can find me, and I hope you'll go there. Uh, it's it's Patreon, Patreon.com. I have a, a Patreon page, and um, I do. Um, encourage you to sign up and become a patron, right? It's pretty inexpensive. I think for as little as a buck, you can, um, you can join up and you can become a sponsor of, uh, of my show and I will mention you on the air. So I hope you'll join my Patreon and become one of my sponsors because that would be really cool and I could mention you on the show and, you know, bring you into the fold even a little bit more. So uh, I hope you give that a try. Now let's talk a little bit about the... We'll get to the nudity, okay? <laughs> there was an incident this week, um, and um, where, where it happened was at the YMCA, which, as you know, if you listen to the first edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist podcast, I do go to the Y several times a week uh, pretty faithfully. I like to work out and try to stay in shape. So anyway, the other day, um, I was... Uh, in class at the Y, and we were in the middle of class. We were actually toward the end of class, and all of a sudden, somebody came running through and ran out the back door, uh, which was open at the time, and the next thing you know, I hear sirens. There are cop cars pulling up outside. Uh, This person runs back through. The next thing I know, she runs back out again, and then there are police officers (laughs) running through through the middle of our class. And we don't know what's happening. Anyway, um, to make a long story short, um, the police were called because uh, someone had uh, taken somebody else's uh, trousers while that person was getting ready to get changed. And the, um, there, a chase ensued, and the one guy uh, was completely undressed, and he chased the other guy through the YMCA, in trying to get his, his, his clothes back. And he really needed them because they had, like, his valuables in the pockets. So it was very important that he apprehended the, the other guy, but he couldn't quite catch him. So the police came, and um, they, they were called in, and they came and, and, and got the, uh, the, the person who had, who had taken the, the, the items, um, allegedly, at least. And uh, that was the end of the story. So I guess, you know, that was... The height of the excitement at the YMCA this week. There's always something goofy or crazy happening there. You just you never know what's coming up next. Um, but that's the first time there's been a naked uh, foot chase <laughs> through the through the building, um, and and you know it's it's one of those things. It's sort of become the talk of the Y. Of course, everybody's like, "Did you see that streaker the other day?" And it's it was kind of crazy. So um, these stories kind of take on a life of their own. Um, so, you know, and I don't want to really talk about any more specifics than that, but it was one of those things that kind of is, it just jolts you out of your everyday normality and, and it makes you realize um, how quickly things can happen and how quickly things can get crazy 
uh, and 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 weird. <laughs> and that was you know that was the big excitement with the nudity. So I hope I uh, you know gave you a little bit of insight into the world of the YMCA. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about <laughs> in the weeks to come. There always is. There's always something happening there. I'll tell you what. But I still love it. I still love my why, and I, I, I like to go there, and, and I hope that they uh, continue to thrive even here in, in Johnstown. So um, that brings us to uh, just about the end of the, of the podcast. Uh, I guess that'll take me up to the point where I like to talk about a closing thought. Um, I guess this week I've been thinking about um, where, where my writing uh, is going, the direction of my writing career, and what I plan to do with it next. And, uh, uh, it's, you know, I, am focusing on the comics, right. And pitching, sending out queries. And, and also I want to focus on, uh, writing novels. I have two series in progress and I am planning to continue both of those series, uh, with an emphasis on the science fiction series, which is a really cool one. And, um, it's something different, something I haven't really seen before in quite the same way, though it's you know, derivative in some ways, but in others, I think it's very fresh. And uh, I'll talk more about that moving forward. I have the first book done in that series, and it was a lot of fun to write. Um, it's it's called the Starbarian Saga, right? Like barbarians in the stars, <laughs> and it's 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 been a lot of fun. And um, and I think I'm going to continue with that, and and with the comics, I'm trying to narrow my focus, right? Uh, and to focus on some things that I haven't really paid as much attention to over the last couple of years as I would like to, because I think those are directions in which I want to go uh, with, with the work. Um, and it's not always easy to tell what the right path is, right? I've been moving down a, a, a certain road for, for years now, and I've had some success. I've had a lot of things published, I've gotten a lot of work out there, and I can't say that I'm unhappy about that, but I, I do know that there are a lot of goals that I would like to accomplish and a lot of things that I'd like to do. I should have muted the uh, <laughs> chime on my laptop before starting the podcast, as you could hear in the background. But um, anyway, that's I guess that's my, my closing thought, is uh, that sometimes you do have to break out of your comfort zone, and it's not easy to do. You have to force yourself to try to do something new, uh, to have a, a new approach, because frankly, it's, it's always easier to stay in the old rut or the old groove, uh, but you, you don't really get to flex your muscle and, and try new things um, un, until you do step out of that groove, until you try something different. So um, I'm trying to do that, and, and I, hope, uh, I hope that you might do the same with your own world, your own lives. And if there are things that you've been thinking about trying to do that maybe would help things to work better for you, you know, consider them. And, uh, and I think that's, that's maybe a good thing to do. But uh, anyway, that's, that's my closing thought here on the podcast, the uh, Introverted Exhibitionist podcast for this week. Um, and I hope to be back soon uh, with another edition, hopefully next week. We'll see how that goes. Depends on a lot of factors. Um, but for now, I'm enjoying getting this done and, and published, and I'm, I'm hoping that you're enjoying it as well. And in fact, I would appreciate it if you'd take the time uh, after, after our time together 
to go online to uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you've listened to this and, and uh, post a, uh, a rating or a review. That would be much appreciated. And I hope you'll seek out my fiction. Uh, let me tell you about my current big project, right? Um, in addition to Thanksgiving at Glossers, which is a really cool book, and I hope you might consider ordering a copy. Uh, of the, it's a paperback. It's only available in paperback right now through the holidays. You can only get the paperback edition, but look it up. It's on, it's available on Amazon and everywhere fine books are sold (laughs) online or even in, um, brick and mortar stores. You can order it, uh, by just asking your bookseller, tell him the title of the book. And I'm sure he can track it down through you through for you through the computer system. Uh, it's, it's widely available. And my other big project right now is the, uh, saving the world, uh, story bundle. I have a book in that story bundle and you can't get it anywhere else right now. Remember I told you just a minute ago uh, about these two series that I'm writing. One's a science fiction series and the other's an urban fantasy series. And the, the book that's in the saving the world bundle is, uh, the second book in that series. It's called Earthbreaker. And I hope you'll check out this bundle because it's the only place you can get that book right now and for a couple of months, right? So the, it's called the Saving the World Story Bundle. Go to storybundle.com and just spell it as it sounds, right? Storybundle.com and click the tab for the Saving the World Story Bundle and order up a copy. Story Bundle is a great, great uh, website and a great outfit they um, bundle together these books uh, under under a single theme, and they do it all through the year. They come up with these great combinations of books by uh, authors who are um, who are at the top of their game and are putting out really great material. And they have like great mixes of content that fit these themes. And I hope you'll really check this one out. It's it's curated by Dean Wesley Smith, who publishes uh, Pulp House. Remember, I mentioned him earlier. And he's a, he's a major voice in the indie publishing movement. And you should check his blog out and his website, deanwesleysmith.com, and, and all that sort of stuff as well. Seek him out when you can because he has a lot of great information on indie publishing. But this uh, story bundle, Saving the World Story Bundle, is really cool. It's got a lot of great books in it, a lot of great content. You're going to love it. And remember, it's the only place right now, for the time being, where you can find the Earthbreaker novel which is the second uh, book in this urban fantasy series of mine. The first book in that was uh, Earth uh, Shaker. And I'm working on the third book right now. I just got it started. So I hope you'll check out the Saving the World Story Bundle. And also, don't forget, patreon.com. Go on there and sign up. I'll get you all included in the podcast, and we'll uh, move forward together and and have uh, lots of great experiences to talk about uh, from the week to come in the next edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist podcast. Thanks again for joining me, and I hope you'll tune in again next week. And in the meantime, have a great week. If you're a writer, write lots of great stuff. If you're a reader, read lots of great stuff. And if you're just somebody who does neither of those in abundance, I hope you'll still have a wonderful week and just do what you enjoy the most and do your bit to help make the world a better place. Thanks again for joining me here on the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast.